So welcome to the latest edition of You Are My Borough from the Northern Echo with myself, Scott Wilson and Dom Shaw. You well, Dom? I am, Scott. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. And we're able, of course, to reflect on what was a historic afternoon at the Riverside as Reading were put to the sword at the weekend. So we'll have a chat about that. Uh, we'll talk about a few of the issues that came out of the game and are bubbling along a little bit this week. We'll have a look at how that leaves the championship standard. Obviously, Borough don't play this midweek, but there are championship midweek matches, so we'll touch on them and then we'll throw it right at the end ahead to this weekend's game at Swansea. But, Dom, you were at the Riverside on Saturday. Um, a day of history, a day for the history books. Yeah, yeah, it was one of them where... Um... The before the game, uh, we were told that if, if Borough had scored three goals, they they uh, uh re they uh, met they equaled last season's tally. Yeah. Then obviously you're aware of um Tuba needing yeah, one yeah. to get to get twenty. Uh, but then it all happened. It all happened very quick. Obviously Tuba got his penalty in the first half. Then in the second half there was the the early flurry. Um and Reading just had absolutely absolutely no answers. Uh, Borough were. Blew them away, really. It was really yeah. impressive. Um, and just another statement win, isn't it? And mm. 21 goals for Tuba, which is is some achievement. I mean, there'd been big wins this season and obviously recent ones, Bramall Lane being the obvious example, but probably one of the boxes that hadn't been ticked was a real thumping of a team at home in front of the home fans. And, and that's obviously arrived now, hasn't it? Because they hadn't really done that before Saturday. No, and, and Saturday felt, like not just a case of being wise after the event, I think Saturday felt like that could have been the case if Borough scored early. If, if they hadn't scored early, then you sensed, you know, what we talked about last week, it could have been one of those really ugly yeah. round-out-one-nils. Um, but Reddit, you know, Paul Lynch was furious at the penalty decision and then he felt that they should have had one a moment later when Shane Long went down. Even if Reading had gone 1-0 up, though, and stuck uh, 10 men behind the ball, um, you fancy Borough had just had too much craft for them and, and too yeah. much class and would have brought them down. And and like you say, it just, it just builds that momentum, doesn't it, to win in that fashion, really, to, to yeah. truly hammer a team and sends out a message. Um, and it could have been more. You know, Borough could, could very easily have got two or three more goals. And the thing is... Um, you know, when you look at the table, and we're going to talk about it, aren't we? How, how tight it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's every chance that goal difference is going to play a well, part. Well, exactly. It could be worth. Yeah, it could be the. You know, clearly it's worth potentially worth a point, isn't it? And and they are catching right up now. Yeah, and uh, it's Blackburn's goal difference plus one, which I was. Yeah, which is incredible, isn't it? Yeah, which absolutely incredible. It reminds me of that Huddersfield team. Didn't was it? Yeah, the Huddersfield team that went up with minus goal difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're a funny team, Blackburn, aren't they? I keep waiting for them to fall away and they're just like, not. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll get to the table in a minute, but yeah, Blackburn are a funny team because it's like you said, they had that wobble and you thought, okay, well, the wheels have come off. And they, they never seem to, they never blow teams away. They never, you know, you watch them, they never seem to play that well. But I mean, I think it's something like three of the last five, they've won one nil, which is probably right. where they're at at the minute. But, you know, if you're winning one nil, you're winning one nil. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? No. Um, Borough, Borough, of course, way more than that at the weekend. I mean, we can't not talk about Tuber. I know we seem to do it every video, every podcast. Um, but I mean, you know, to, to be the man who who um, beat Bernie, you know, the first one since way back when to get past the 20 goal mark. And, uh, you know, you touched on it when we were speaking to Steve Crossman at the back end of last week. But if you just list off the, the number of strikers, you know, world-class strikers who were played in good Borough teams as well, 
you know, in that intervening period, but haven't made it to 20 goals. It A, that's staggering, really, but B, it kind of underlines just how good Chew has been this season, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, and he's afterwards, we spoke to him afterwards, and, and he was saying how he, he, he isn't really processing it, he isn't really taking yeah. it in, he's just kind of enjoying it. And there might come a stage at the end of the season where he takes a step back and thinks, well, you know, look what you've achieved this season. Um, but Jimmy Floyd is one is one who he name checked to a striker yeah. he looked up to, and obviously he's one who's who's came and and gone without breaking twenty in a in a league season. Um, and I think the most remarkable thing is, had you said in the summer that someone's going to score twenty goals for Borough this season, <laughs> Tuber Akpom would have been nowhere near. It would have been Muniz probably, wouldn't it? Yeah, that and been, he that said the same. And look what's happening. Yeah, and, and Akpom said again at the weekend. I, I expected to be leaving in the summer, and I'm, you know, obviously I'm, I'm glad I didn't. Um, yeah. I enjoyed as well when he scored his his first goal, his twentieth. The nod to Bernie when he stood up on the advertising. Yeah, we've we've had some brilliant pics of that in the paper this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice that. touch, wasn't it? Um, some great pictures as well with the kids kind of looking up to him. Yeah, kind of symbolic pictures, really. But. Um, yeah, and then he and then he got his second, and obviously he could have had his third, but mm. let Marcus Force take it. And I, I was only looking at the weekend. For, Force is on eight goals. Well, Borough's last top scorer last season was ten. Um, yeah, Crooks. Matt Crooks. Yeah. And when you think Force didn't really play for the first couple of months, and has then played right wing since, you know yeah. that's a that's a very good, uh, a real very good back, return as well from him, isn't it? Just one on. On Chuba, I mean, you know, we've both spoken to him at various stages of, of, of the season and his kind of journey through the season. He feels in a very, very different place when you speak to him now, doesn't he? Understandably, at the start of the season, he just, hadn't, you know, he hadn't been around English football for a while. He hadn't been around Borough for a while. I, I, the first time I remember speaking to him, he felt a little bit like he was a rabbit in the headlights after the game, you know, doing the radio stuff, doing a bit of TV, doing us. Now, he, he's in a very different place and he's bound to be, isn't he? I mean, the world's his oyster, really, if he continues playing like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, he was giving it the choo-choo with Mark Drury from BBC Two. <laughs> from after, uh, after there we Saturday. go. There yeah, we go. And the thing that I've noticed, and he said in, in, in just about every interview, or certainly every interview I've seen or heard or been there this season, he's talking about how um, he's just always wanted to be part of something, really. Yeah. When you look at his career, yeah. what did he have? Seven loans. Um, yeah, it's well, it's very, very difficult. Existence, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah was, absolutely. Now he's, he's he's settled and and he's obviously benefiting from that. And um, we'll, we'll we'll go on and talk about kind of the loan players as a whole in a second. But obviously, Aaron Ramsey, the other player who got a couple at the weekend, and you know he he now is a genuine you know massive option in there, isn't it? It's another. It's another part for Carrick to have to juggle around, but obviously it's exactly what you want. And, um, you know, it hasn't taken him long to, to find his stride, has it? No, or to get fully fit, because um, mm. he only had his, his knee surgery in December, didn't he? And, and when Borough signed him in January, you kind of think, well, how long is it going to be until we, till we see him up to speed? But he certainly looked to be the case on Saturday. I thought he took his first goal really well. Um and um, and his second as well, uh, and it, I just think he provides something a little bit different to Force. He's 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 more of a natural winger, isn't he? Um, yeah. But he's fast and direct, and Cameron Archer as well. I'm mean, you know Archer for the first goal. Um, I've seen him do this a lot, where he, he he doesn't look particularly strong, but 
his upper body strength, he shrugs big strapping centre-halves off. And he and yeah. he did it in the build-up to the first goal in which Ramsey won the penalty. Um, those two, Borough are reaping the rewards, I think, of, of those Aaron Danks relationships because those yeah, two both yeah. looking like true, true. T- and, you know, if you look at every kind of promotion-winning team, um, or certainly a lot of promotion-winning teams from the championship, the, the best teams do utilise the loan market well, yeah. don't they? Um, they do. It's like we have done that this year. It it can be a bit of a double-edged sword, which we'll get on to in the minute with kind of what happens next. But, I mean, just on the three then, so Ramsey and Archer, obviously, from Villa, Giles from Wolves. I mean, what does it say, first of all, that, you know, the three of them are looking like three of the best players in the championship at the moment, not just in the Borough squad, in the championship. And yet mid-table Premier League teams are willing to get rid of them because they don't think they're going to get anywhere near their squad. I mean, is that, in the wider context, What you know, that's not necessarily a great look, is it? That, that, that you know, they're, they're head and shoulders above most of what else you get in the championship. And yet Wolves and Villa have looked at that. I know they're young players. I take that. They're in a development stage. But still, you know, that's, that's an illustration of the gulf, isn't it? And if Borough are going to get to the Premier League, that's the gap that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, I think I think Archer and Ramsey are both, uh, Villa would both class Archer and Ramsey as uh, players with first team potential. Certain, yeah. Certainly, I mean, Archer's been knocking on the door for a while, hasn't there? And, uh, yeah, I mean, they under and heard about sending him in fairness, didn't they? Yeah, and there's been questions, hasn't season, there? But he didn't get in, in, really. No, no, and there's been questions about whether it was wise to, to let him go, really. Um, the same with Ramsey, it's that. It's that thing with young players. I guess Borough are in the same position with Coburn, aren't they? You know, yeah. Are we better off keeping him in the off chance that we might we need might him. get a yeah. player, we might need him, we might get a player injured, or do we do we let him go and see him benefit? Whereas Giles, 23-year-old, he's at the stage now where he needs to be playing somewhere, doesn't he? There's no he's no good kind of going out on another season-long loan next year. You know, he's been to Blackburn in the past, Cardiff, Rotherham. Um if if you look into the summer, you would you would look and think the chances of making Archer and Ramsey permanent are, are, are pretty slim. Pretty slim. Um, yeah, you know, could you get another? Could you get another loan if Borough were to go up? Could you get? Could you say, well, let's let's see them yeah. benefit from a year playing in the Premier League? In the Premier League, that, yeah, that you yeah. Would imagine that would maybe be on the table. But Giles, I mean, you've wrote about Giles today, haven't you? The, yeah. Um, what Carrick said about him when he was asked about him at the weekend. Yeah, um, I mean, listen. Borough want to sign him, don't they? There's no, there's no, you know, pussyfooting around that. Borough want to sign him. I, you know, everything that you hear in and around the camp, in and around the squad, is that Giles, if, you know, if he's going to leave Wolves, it, it will probably be to Borough. I think, I think, you know, even if other clubs come into it, I think the fact he's been here and done so well this season, enjoyed it, feels a part of it. Clearly, you know, what league Borough are in next season will play a big, big role in that. Um, but certainly if Borough were to go up, I think I think Giles would jump at the, the chance to come. Even in the championship, depending on who else came in for him, maybe. Um, but then it comes down to Wolves, doesn't it? It comes down to what are Wolves going to do. Um, and, you know, for the last month or so, the strong suggestions have been if, if Wolves stay up, they're quite happy with Aitnori and Bueno, two young lads. They've done well this season. Giles, surplus to requirements, make us an offer. Um, the situation becomes a lot more complicated, I think, if Wolves go down, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen, does it? Wolves look like under Lopetegui, they're, they're on the right way. I, you know, I, I think they'll stay up. I think that Wolves will sell. 
I think that then it just depends on what league of Borough are in. If Borough are in the Premier League, I think Giles will come at the drop of a hat. If they're not and Premier League clubs come in for him, then that's a difficult decision, isn't it? That 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 that's the one scenario that probably puts Borough behind the eight ball a little bit. And and the cost as well, isn't it? If Borough don't go, you would think exactly. what yeah, what a um what a what a Real Wolves going to be able to ask for him. If if it's on him, um Purely on a football, purely on football reasoning, you would expect that he'd want to he'd want to stay at Borough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he's 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 absolutely been a key player under under Michael Carrick. Nine assists now for the season, which is remarkable, really, for a yeah. for a left wing back who who for the first three months of the season was playing in a struggling team. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he's been one of the one of the real plus points, and the two goals that he laid on at the uh, at the weekend. I mean, if you're a centre forward playing with that, no. you can't ask for anything more, can you? No, I mean his his um his balls in from the, the you know his delivery from the flanks is is you know as good as there is out there. Question marks over his defending, yeah, maybe, but they're probably question marks. So when you get up in the Premier League yeah. on the real big boys, his defending is absolutely fine at Championship level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you know, the Brighton game was was you saw question marks asked there, but then the the Premier League's best defenders are having questions asked by by them about yeah. about them by Brighton at the minute the way they're playing. So um, you know, as we've seen since, there's absolutely no disgrace in in that result. Um, yeah. And and you would think that he's he's come on a lot this year because it's it's you know last year he went to Black, Blackburn on loan, didn't he, and didn't really play much. Um, which is surprising, really, because you look at him and think that he's a he's a he's a Tony Mowbray type of player, really. Um, yeah. But he didn't really play as much. Whereas this this season has just worked out absolutely perfectly for him. Even though he signed thinking he was going to be joining a Chris Wilder team and playing kind of left wing back in, wing a, back, in, a, yeah. in a wing back system, although yeah. it's a flat back four, he is a wing back, isn't he? Well, and that's where I think that Smith helps him. And I've I've touched on this before that I think you know. In the last year, couple of years, I think Mike Man City were really the pioneers of it. That, that you almost play one of your fullbacks effectively as a winger, and the other fullback is much more over fullback. So, example, Walker Cancelo. You've got Cancelo playing halfway up the pitch. Carl Walker is perfectly happy to shuffle across and effectively make three centre halves if, if teams counter. And that's kind of what Borough have now. It's what Newcastle have with Trippier and Dan Byrne. Exactly the same. That you know, one one goes. And it, and then it suits you if your other fullback is is a more defensive one who can, as I say, can make three centre, and, and that's worked really well for Borough. Yeah, and and I think it, it it's worked as well to have McGree in front of him because although yeah. McGree has that kind of freedom to roam and he pops up all over, um, he does have that midfielder awareness of of protecting what's behind as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So let's have our weekly chat of where that le- where that leaves the battle for promotion. Sheffield United, blah 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 blah. Obviously, Sheffield United's do we call it a mini wobble? I think we've got to continue at the weekend. They lost three Blackburn. Um, but they obviously play Reading tonight at Reading. Admittedly, uh, we're recording this very early on Tuesday morning, so um. It feels like it feels like an important game, that doesn't it? It goes without saying, you know, at this stage of the season, the difference between four points and seven points feels pretty big. Because if, if Sheffield United go down to the game win tonight, A, they kind of stop their wobble, and B, Borough are back to being two games behind them before they even get a chance of a shot at it. So um obviously all eyes will be on what happens there tonight, but 
having said that, Sheldon United still have what looks a much trickier running than Borough. So, are we back on? Um, yeah, I think so. But then, <laughs> Till next 24, week. <laughs> yeah, in 24 hours' time, that could change again. Um, three defeats in four is undoubtedly a wobble, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's no getting away from that. Um, now, on the evidence of what we saw from Reading at the weekend, you've got to fancy Sheffield United to go there and win. Um, I thought Reading were dire. But it's a home game. It's it's the first home game since this points deduction was was announced last week. You know, it, it might, there, might there be a little bit of fighting yeah, on some occasion. Um, then again, it's not the hardest place to... To, the most intimidating place to go, no. is it? Um, no. But but after this, is it? Uh, have they got Luton, Sunderland, Norwich? The three games yeah. after this, um, yeah. I think that you know, even if they win tonight and it goes back to seven points, those three games, there's, there's every chance that they might only take three, two, three, four points from yeah. that, and and then it and then it changes and again. So um, I, I would expect Sheffield United to win tonight, but even. When and if they do, I don't. I don't think that necessarily means. I mean, let's go into let's stick in cliche territory. Is, is this cup run getting in the way for them a bit now? Because it feels from the outside like it may be. I mean, they had that massive night against Spurs, obviously as Borough did last season. Um, they're into what looks a winnable potentially quarter final. They maybe end up in a semi final at Wembley. That you know, it, does that really help? And I, I know as a football fan, you want it. Of course you do. If Sheffield United get to an FA Cup final, that is absolutely massive for that club and the fans will have an amazing day out. Yeah, fully accept that. I never understand when teams write off cup competitions, certainly Premier League teams. But, you know, we are in March now. They are having a wobble in the league. I, I, you know, I, I think that could play into Borough's favour, put it like that. Yeah, I do. Well, I, I, the same with Blackman. Yeah, I, I, you know, I completely agree with you. As you, you take that every day of the week, if someone offered you, someone offered Borough at the start of this season, FA Cup win or promotion, as a fan, you, surely you, you take the FA Cup win every single day of the week. Yeah. But, but I, I don't think the two go hand in hand. I, I don't think that is helping Sheffield United. They haven't got a huge squad, have they? They've, no. got, they've got a decent squad, but not a huge squad. Um, uh, and, and I think it's bound to take its toll. They've got games in hand to play. Um, you know, that game tonight, for example, that's the last thing you want, really, isn't it? Ready yeah. to win on a Tuesday night. Um, yeah. On the back on the back of a, of a tough game at the weekend and a, and a, and a, and a disappointing defeat. Um, so I I always think at this stage of the season, you, you want you want points on the board yeah. rather than rather than games to play. Um and yeah, I think I think it's very much on. Burnley are away and gone, aren't they? As we've talked about. Yes. But the interesting one is, you know, a Blackburn. You know, it's six points. A Blackburn. Well, um, yeah, I, I, mean, I would say not. Just on the evidence of what I've seen of them, but then they keep winning. Well, they're only two points behind Borough. So if, we, if we're saying on the same number of games, so we say, admittedly, like you say, a worse goal difference. But if we're saying that Borough are right in it, which I think we are, then I don't think you can completely rule out Blackburn. It, it, you know, they would have to put together a remarkable run, but they kind of did that at the start of the season, didn't they? You know, so, yeah. If they could win the next two or three, yes, they're right in it. I think they probably have to, but I don't think you can rule them out. And then, so, below Borough, in terms of the playoffs, um, Blackburn and Norwich were, were the, the kind of big winners at the weekend of the teams below Borough. Yes. Millwall, a loser, Watford, 
seem to be just treading water. The team who interests me in all of that at the minute is Coventry. I think they will make the playoffs. And I think with Gokarez, they are a dangerous team in the playoffs because for all that Tube has been incredible, he's hopefully going to finish his top scorer. In terms of an out-and-out out number nine, for me, Gokarez is head and shoulders above anyone else in the league. You you know, he, um, and, and he would be a threat. I just think Coventry... They've kind of crept up a bit because obviously they've been playing catch up all season with having all them games called off at the start. And, you know, they, they were bottom of the league, weren't they, when they barely played a game? And yet they're there now. And I, I think they'll make the playoffs. He's, he, was it six years yesterday, I think, Mark Robbins has been in mm. charge there? He's done a remarkable job, hasn't he? When you consider, yeah. did he take them up when they were playing at St Andrews? Yeah. And kept them up that first year when they were yeah. playing there, maybe? Um, I, I think. It's it's one of those question marks really as to why why he's never been nobody's why, come in for him. Why yeah. is nobody come and taking him? Not the commentary complaining. And and it, it was one of them at the weekend where when I sat down on Saturday night to have a study of the table, you look at Coventry and think, how far you went? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you said there, um when Borough lost to Reading in August, they were second bottom, and the only team below them were Coventry. Now, Coventry had played two games at the time. I think Borough had played five. Obviously, they had all the issues with the pitch. Yeah. That makes it all the more remarkable, doesn't it? The, the, no, it does. Their first win was the win over Borough, which proved to be Chris Wilder's last game in charge, yeah. wasn't it? You yeah. think of how, how things have changed for both of those clubs since then. And I agree with you. With with Jokeres, you know, you're only as good as you the forwards, aren't you? And you, mm. you absolutely wouldn't put it past them getting in the top six. And I think Norwich look a threat because they seem to be yeah. seem to be finding their stride. They play Sunderland at the weekend. I think Sargent's meant to be back for that. So clearly getting those two back transforms Norwich, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um and Luton just keep going about their business, don't mm. they? It's it's one of them in it where we're going to sit here every week between now and the end of the season. And yeah. you know, we asked Steve Crossman, didn't we, on Friday to name his top six. Yeah. If we probably got him in now and asked him again, I'm sure yeah. we'd say a different six. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely. Completely. Well, um, obviously this weekend it is Swansea away for Borough. Um, we are uh, we're going to do, hopefully, a live video on Friday. So the preview one, hopefully we're going to go live um, so don't forget to like and subscribe um, on YouTube. And also, if you've got any questions for us, either throw them in the comments below the video or uh, you can tweet myself and Dom uh, or you can email us anywhere you want. But get your questions in um, and obviously comment. you'll be able to comment live on Friday's video um, and all of that. The plan is that I'm hopefully driving down to Swansea on the Friday, so we should be live from some luxurious travel lodge slash Premier Inn slash something somewhere near Swansea. Um, uh, either that or it'll be a service station because uh, there's, the traffic's horrendous, so we'll see. Um, but early thoughts on Swansea, Dom? I mean, you know, they... they um, the, all the all the cliches with Swansea, play nice football, don't necessarily put the ball in the net enough, kind of feel like they've run through a bit this season. Um, feels like a chance for Borough, doesn't it? Yeah, because you would fancy them, they'll, they'll try and play, won't they? And I think that'll play into Borough's favour. Um, and and I, I would fancy Borough to go there and get the job done. When, when you were going, what's the strip in Swansea? There's that, there's that strip. Wine Street. Wine yeah. Street. You could do the live from there. That could be pretty tasty. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. That'll, yeah, I'm, I'm going to digress here, but I did a Borough game. Um, or it might have been a Sunderland game. No, it was a Borough game because the Tees lads were here. It was a Borough game. 
and it was a Friday, I'm sure it was a Burger, it was a Friday night. Um, and it was the same night as the first game of the Six Nations, and it was Wales, England, just across the road in Cardiff. Right. Um, and we went out and watched England get absolutely walloped by Wales at the rugby in one of the pubs on Wine Street. And it was honestly like the Wild West. I've <laughs> never seen. You know, it, it, if you've never been to Swansea, basically the whole town is one big strip of, of, of um, bars and restaurants, isn't it? But it's all your Yates's, Weatherspoons, Flares, God knows what else. And yeah, lively. So, yeah. yeah, maybe that's not a bad idea. We'll get it that. It does get lively down yeah. there, doesn't it? Yeah, the oh, tea's got to be out. Nine on a Friday night, just as uh, the karaoke <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, what do you reckon? I fancy Burry to get the job done. I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, the chances are that between now and the end of the season, Burr are going to slip up in an away game somewhere that comes a bit out the blue because that's just the championship. You know, I... Borough are not going to win every away game between now and the end of the season. They probably aren't going to win every home game, but there's more chance of them winning every home game than away. So, you know, there'll be a game where, for whatever reason, things go against them, they don't really turn up, they don't get the rub of the green, whatever. It might be this Saturday, but I, I don't see any reason why it should be. You know, all things being equal, I mean, you know, Borough, no new injuries that we're aware of. Obviously, we'll get the chance to speak to Michael Carrick at the back end of the week. We'll see. Not probably that he'll tell us much about them, but, uh, but we'll see what he says on that. Um, and, you know, it feels like Borough just in a really good place. So, yeah, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't go down there full of confidence and win. No, no, I agree. I think um, I think it has the feel of a game where, where as I said, Swansea will, will, try and, will try and play against Borough, and I think that'll play into Borough's favour. Great. So we'll have more of that at the end of the week. As I say, the plan is to do it as a live on uh, Friday. So keep an eye on our social media pages uh, on Friday. We'll let you know, hopefully somewhere about six-ish, um, but a little bit dependent on the, the old traffic uh, skirting around Birmingham and through the through the valleys and God knows where else. We'll end up with Swansea. Might be about midnight when we do it, but we will do it. We will do it. So keep an eye on that. Send us in your questions, like and subscribe, um, and hopefully you all have a good week and we'll speak to you at the weekend uh, for another You Are My Borough.